This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, March 14th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Mayors blast PG&E. Don't hoard food, G7 ag ministers say. Central Valley mayors oppose PG&E rate increase. The California Public Utilities Commission is gathering feedback on a rate hike proposed by the Pacific Gas and Electric Company. In a meeting last week, San Joaquin Valley mayors dialed in to express their concerns. Fresno Mayor Jerry Dyer argued PG&E has bumped up rates 85% for residential customers since 2009, and the proposal would add another 54% increase through 2026. He noted the region has some of the highest poverty rates in the nation. Fresno County is often known as the breadbasket of the world, putting food on the tables of people across America, said Dyer. Yet people who live in Fresno oftentimes are not able to put food on their own table. Madera Mayor Santos Garcia said the lack of energy availability has been stalling large-scale industrial development projects in his city. And Bakersfield Mayor Karen Goh pointed out that more than half of Kern County customers fall within the low-income tier, but the discounts are still not enough, and the hot climate means residents must buy more electricity than most other Californians. Vilsack announces fertilizer grants, climate program extension in Commodity Classic address. The Department of Agriculture plans to award grants for U.S. fertilizer production and give interested parties more time to submit applications for climate-smart demonstration projects. Speaking at the Commodity Classic in New Orleans on Friday, Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack said the efforts are a part of a broader USDA initiative to stabilize markets for American producers, work that has only increased in importance following the market volatility that followed Russia's invasion of Ukraine. I think we have to recognize that we're too reliant on outside sources of fertilizer and the ingredients for fertilizer that we rely on uh, countries that may or may not agree with us on a variety of issues, he said. We've had this incredible efficiency based on this global system that we've put together, but we forget about the resiliency we focused so much on the efficiency that we forgot about the ability to just make sure uh, that if there is a distribution that we're able to adjust. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. G7 and FAO argue against export bans amid growing concerns about the impact of the war in Ukraine. The G7 Ag Ministers have joined the UN Food and Agriculture Organization in urging countries not to protect their own food supplies by restricting exports. In a joint statement on Friday, the G7 Ministers argued that export restrictions could make the situation worse. We call on all countries to keep their food and agriculture markets open and to guard against any unjustified restrictive measures on their exports. 
the G7 Ag Minister said in a prepared statement after a virtual meeting with Ukrainian Agriculture Minister Roman Lashenko. Any further increase in food price levels and volatility in international markets could threaten food security and nutrition at a global scale, especially among the most vulnerable living in environments of low food security. FAO made a similar statement in a report that estimates the impact the war is going to have on global food and fertilizer supplies. Reductions in import tariffs or the use of export restrictions could help to resolve individual country food security challenges in the short term, but they would drive up prices on global markets, FAO says. Now keep in mind, FAO estimates 20 to 30 percent of Ukraine's winter wheat, corn, and sunflower crops may not be planted or go unharvested this year, and yields of remaining crops may be reduced. The report also estimates global grain prices could rise as much as 20 percent, and that as many as 13 million more people around the world could be undernourished as a result of the war's impact on food supplies. About 811 million were considered food insecure in 2020. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack, one of the leaders in the meeting, told reporters Lashenko said Ukrainian farmers are desperate for fuel to harvest their wheat and to plant their corn. USDA targets UK Kenya, Philippines, and Spain for trade missions in 2022. The USDA is planning on four more in-person trade missions around the globe this year, including trips to the UK and Kenya, nations that the Trump administration opened up negotiations with for free trade agreements. The Biden administration is not announcing that those negotiations will resume, but it is targeting them to try to open up agriculture trade by marketing U.S. goods. Also on the schedule of trade missions this year are Spain and the Philippines, a country that began uh, importing a lot more U.S. pork last year after it temporarily raised its quota by more than 400 percent to 254,000 metric tons and cut its tariff in half to 15 percent. The post-pandemic resumption of the in-person trade missions USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service Administrator Daniel Whitney led the first in February to Dubai. It's just one uh, part of the Biden administration's efforts to encourage the U.S. ag sector to lessen its reliance on exports to China and diversify its foreign markets. USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack said during a trip this week to New Orleans in the Commodity Classic. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. India scrambles to make up for lost imports of sunflower oil from Ukraine. India and other South Asian nations import a lot of sunflower oil from Ukraine, but the Russian invasion has halted that trade, leaving buyers scrambling for replacements, that according to a new report from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. The FAS outpost in New Delhi says 380,000 metric tons of sunflower oil shipments destined for India from the Black Sea region, quote, are waylaid at ports. New purchases are being suspended for the foreseeable future due to the war. 
Ukraine exported $1.9 billion worth of sunflower oil to India in 2021, and there is the potential for India to replace some of those imports this year with soybean oil from the U.S., that according to the FAS. Here's today's She Said It. Connecting with Generation Z and embracing generational shifts will be critical. That Tammy Anderson Wise, CEO of the Dairy Council of California, in an op-ed for AgriPulse. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, March 14th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.